0: Hello, welcome back to the Ambushed Podcast. This is number three, and this one is going to be a fun one. Well, not only because I'm recording during daytime and not late at night like I have the first two, so I feel like I can have a, a little bit a louder of a voice. Um, this one's called Participating. The sunset. So I've had a, a number of conversations recently with people, and I talk about how I think uh, in America we need to come back to an understanding of the mystics, and I think I identify as one. Um, I don't think I'm I'm particularly loud in experiencing my own personal faith, but I think there's a part of me that just says heavy contemplative side and that's not just because according to Enneagram personality types I'm number five I'm the the type that's addicted to learning and just loves thinking and contemplating and I found out that's also the personality type that has no problem with disappearing for four or five or six months up to some monastery which in my context, you could say that's exactly what I did in 2015 when I left for six and a half, seven months to go hike the Appalachian Trail. But in all these conversations, I've come around to realizing that um, people sometimes have a, a wrong notion of what it means to be a mystic, of what it means to be somebody who tries to have that type of a worldview and um, I came across a really great book um, last fall called The Naked Now by Richard Rohr. And in there, he outlines what it means to be a mystic. And for him in his definition, and I think I'm tweaking it just a little bit, but a mystic is someone who knows how to participate in the world in a more deep and more meaningful way than perhaps others might. Um, there's an element of awareness. There's an element of connection or communion um, in the midst of all of those things. Um, not the least, goodness, beauty, truth, and love. Like, do you know how to participate in those things? Anyways, in his book, he says uh, there's three levels of of experiencing things in life. And I'm going to use the idea of a sunset. Um, Last year, I had this amazing opportunity. I ran out ahead of um, some of the crew that I was with um, from a town in Tennessee and climbed up to a fire tower in the middle of the forest. And a fire tower is one of those places that forest rangers would climb up to to look around and have a quick survey to see if there's any smoke for potential fire that needed to be put out. And I knew about this fire tower, so I had traveled and hiked as fast as I could to beat it to the fire tower before the sunset so I could be at the top of the tree line to watch this. And I had gotten there just in about a half hour (laughs) before sunset, and the wonderful thing was, there was two, no, three other couples that were already there, and so I come barreling in like the, <laughs> like the seventh wheel um, on the date night, and you can see that all the three other people were, or the three other couples were already disappointed that other people were uh, interrupting their date night, and then here comes me number seven, <laughs> and so fortunately they all got frustrated and left me alone on top of this uh, fire tower, to which I listened to one of my favorite songs, uh, which is called Arabator by Sigaros, And it's got the, the background. It has the choir of um, Harry Potter's choir for the movies, the boys' choir. And it's just a sweeping eight minutes that it's just an angelic, Mm, concerto. And it's just a fantastic piece. If you have the chance, go and listen to it. It's Arubator by Sigaros. So I'm up there and I'm watching the sunset and it's just this vibrant and beautiful red. And at one point while listening to the song, it just became way too much for me to handle. I was getting emotional with all of these things that I was experiencing just in that moment from the beauty and what I saw and the beauty that I was hearing. And I turned and did a straight 180, and I was dumbfounded because directly behind me, 180 from the sunset in front of me, behind me was a rising blood orange moon at the same time. So I had the opportunity to watch the sunset and a moon rise, and it was equally beautiful all around me, and it was just one of the most incredible um, fire tower top experiences of my life. But there's three different ways I could have experienced that moment. Is the first would be just to observe, that I could just have been there, just watching it all happen or unfold right in front of me. That's the first level. And I would say most of us know how to live on that level. We observe a lot the second level is that of explaining. I could be up there and I could observe the sunset and then also explain it to myself. I could be up there and say, okay, so the sun's light is being refracted through the atmosphere as a result of the angle that causes more and more atmosphere to have to look through rather than straight up during the midday that would be that would be explaining first would be observing second be explaining but the third and I think this is the level that the um, mystics operate on is that of participation is that of not just observing and not just explaining what's happening before you But to recognize that this sunset and this moonrise, there's no screen. There's no television screen. There's no separation between the two. Granted, you could say it's hundreds of miles or even hundreds of thousands to the sun, but distance is relative, right? According to Einstein, And so then there comes a moment where you have the opportunity to not just observe or explain, but then to just participate. I know in the last podcast I spoke about really with the the negative and the horrible and the disappointing um, things in life that you have to stare at them until they stare back at you. Well, I think the same thing goes with the, the best things in life. That if you don't know how to Be present with it until it's present back with you, then you're missing out on some of the most wonderful experiences of life. Tonight, I was walking out to my car and I just looked up and I saw a great sunset. I couldn't see the sun anymore because it was behind one of these buildings here at Princeton, but it's a neon blue sun I mean, neon blue sky. Everything is starting to turn green again. Leaves are bursting forth out of the trees. The grass is growing vibrantly and wisps of white clouds in the air. And you just stop and recognize me like, wow, I'm not just here observing this creation in front of me. And I don't want to just be someone who explains it because that sounds so dry. But what does it mean to be a part of the creation experiencing itself? So look at the sunset and not just observe it, not just explain it, but say, I am part of it. I have this idea that American worldview or mindset or approach to life is is deeply fractured and that it never knows how to get to this third way of experiencing. As a result of TV and movies and everything else, we've become, blame it on Netflix too, (laughs) Um, we've become observers to life. And then maybe some of us can even become scientists or philosophers who can explain these things in life, the things that we see. And I think some of us stop there because we think that being able to explain something means that we have mastery over it. But if we don't know how to live with something, to participate in this world, then what are we doing this for? What kind of joy can we really get out of a life that all we do is observe or explain but never actually jump into, never dive into, never learn how to dance with those beautiful, those good, those true and loving moments that we experience. Over the past couple of years, I've come to see myself more and more of a mystic, and maybe that's a misnomer. Maybe I shouldn't be calling myself that. But there's a large part of me that thinks at least I want to be like some of them. And my first go-to example would be that of St. Francis, who, fascinatingly enough, Protestants like him, Catholics like him, as far as I know, Eastern Orthodox, but also so do all the world religions. Everyone seems to be in love with St. Francis, because he knew not just how to observe or maybe explain Goodness or beauty, truth, or love. But he knew how to participate in goodness, beauty, truth, and love whenever he saw them being given to him or in those moments when he was able to give them to other people. So I don't know what you might take from this today, but I know that we often rush. We rush through experiences and we pass through them. Sometimes we don't even observe them, that first level. We're just completely unaware of our surroundings, unaware of the majesty that's unfolding in front of us. The presence of the divine in and among and through and above and beyond and before and behind and beside all things that we ever go through. So if I can maybe have a closing thought, is why not take a moment and run away from these three things, hurry, noise, and crowds, and learn to be someone that knows how to participate in moments of goodness, beauty, truth, and love. To not let there be a dividing wall between you and those things. But maybe learn to connect with them and be a part of them. Be an extension of them or be, if you have the grace to do it, a living embodiment and incarnation of those very good and grand and wonderful things. Because I'm not convinced that observing your way through life It's the best way to do it. And neither am I convinced that being able to explain all things will make you happy either. But learning to participate in those wonderful things in life. Yeah, I want that. I'll run towards that if that's my life's mantra or one of the axioms I try to live my life by. Goodness has to do with ethics. Truth has to do with epistemology. How do we come to know things? Beauty has to do with joy and experiencing them. And love has something completely other. I think love is supernatural and is absolutely a, signi- a signifier, a, a representation that the presence of the divine, of God is among us. When you put all four of those together and you know how to participate in them, then, then I think we're actually getting close to the life we're supposed to have. So take from this right now what you want. Okay. And I just challenge you, not just to observe or explain the sunsets, but maybe take a moment, breathe for five seconds, and just try to participate in them. All right? Deal. I'll try to do the same. Cheers until next time, all right? Toodles. Bye, friends.